if we can entertain them to a degree and engage with them and just keep it lighthearted, it's like dating. You know, if you keep it lighthearted to the stage where people are interested enough that they want to continue the conversation, then direct messages is, is it's so powerful because it's it is a private conversation between two people. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 309. And today, let's deep dive into Instagram and learn how to leverage it to actually make sales. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get amplified. Hey there, entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson here. I'm looking forward to sharing today's conversation with you. I was really excited to bring this guest on who's slaying it over on Instagram. I've found Instagram such an interesting platform because it keeps evolving and knowing what to do and what's really going to move the needle and how do you actually build real connection there. So uh, I had a very interesting conversation with our guests that I will share with you in a minute. But before we do that, I get asked all the time, Melanie, um, how do I elevate my authority? How do I stand out in a crowded market? What is the unique things that someone who is an expert, who has a service, who's a coach, a consultant, a course creator, who uh, is very impact-driven, what do we do to be the go-to authority? Because we all know that when you're the authority, the dynamic shift and people turn to you as the leading expert. So I, over the years, have used a seven-step framework over and over and over again. And you can find that seven-step framework right now at amplifywithmelanie.com. This seven-step framework helps me leverage other people's audiences, but monetize that authority and that spotlight and that visibility so that I'm transforming that visibility into high ticket clients and happy clients. So I'd love to share that framework with you. Uh, it is a free download at amplifywithmelanie.com. And once you go through the framework, what I want you to do is I want you to identify for yourself which of the seven frameworks, and there's a couple bonus tips in there too, feels like it's your strength and which ones feel like your weaknesses. And then give me a little shout out and let me know where you're going to focus your time and your energy. You can do it right here in the show notes, in the on the show page. You can do it uh, in social. You can send me an email. Uh, just let me know where you're at with it so that we can move you from being a best kept secret to being a highly paid authority. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. If you are trying to be relevant on Instagram, you're going to love today's topic. My guest is here to tell us how to become and stay the leading authority in your industry on Instagram and little secret, how to really turn it into a lead generating machine for you. I am excited to introduce you to Jake Adam Davey. He is the UK's leading Instagram marketing expert and a global educator. His mission is to help highly ambitious and driven people live extraordinary lives by providing practical tools and guidance and empowering them in areas of wealth, 
personal mastery, and business. With over 15 years experience in education and leadership, Jake has taught sales and marketing strategies to tens of thousands of business owners and entrepreneurs worldwide. And over the last five years, through marketing and sales, Jake has helped his clients generate over 14 million in sales and reach and influence millions of people around the globe. He's the founder of the Influence Podcast and has appeared in a wide range of media outlets, not to mention Amplifier Success, but also CBS, NBC, and Fox. Jake, thanks so much for joining us. I've been looking forward to this conversation and I'm glad you're here today. Uh, Melanie, thanks so much for the introduction. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I've been looking forward to this as well. So uh, hopefully we can share some some real value for your audience today. Well, I have a feeling this is going to blow them away. So not to not to uh, set you up too high there, right? <laughs> but I know what you're doing. I know how powerful your work is. And so, uh, and I think there's a real opportunity here today because um, I think everybody was really hot on Instagram for a while. And then Instagram started making some changes and everybody was like, what the heck? <laughs> Nothing's yeah. working anymore. So it's a very timely uh, opportunity to share uh, what you've discovered. So, you know, even since we booked this conversation, a lot has changed again on Instagram. And I, I'm just kind of curious, where do you see the real opportunity right now for our industry on Instagram? Yeah, um, it's a great question. And it's it's a, a, a very fair one in that there have been changes. And that, as with social media, there's always going to be changes. Um, I think the, the 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 one thing that I would point to is that again I want to keep keep this succinct and keep it straight to the point. But the one thing I would point to is that over the past few years with Instagram, as it continues to evolve, it has evolved in line with what other platforms are doing, and so um, it's taken some of the best features from other platforms along the way. But it's continued to evolve, and it has the financial backing of Facebook, so we know it's got a bright future. Now, the main thing that's working today, you know, 2022 and beyond um, is, is video. You know, 85% of the whole internet plus is video today. And so if you really want to make a mark online, um, it comes down to video. It doesn't have to be long form. doesn't have to be extensive. It doesn't have to be very detailed. It doesn't even necessarily need a lot of planning. But if there is a little bit of structure around it and you're, and you're in a position to be able to show up on a consistent basis then using video is going to be the major thing that has the biggest impact on reach, results, growth, and ultimately income for the majority of people that are looking to use this for business. Hmm. And just to be super clear, when we say video, there's so many ways that video is produced. Uh, as I know, Instagram, there's three different video uh, opportunities there, which yeah. is there one in particular that you really want to showcase today? Or do you just say all video is good, it's good to use? Mm. Well, I, I would suggest that from a, a, an online marketing perspective, if you have anybody that's building their brand and building themselves online, obviously I realize we're sat here now uh, recording an audio. Um, the video is, <laughs> is there as well, but, but it's very much moving towards that trend of, of people sharing video, you know, more people watch YouTube than watch Netflix. And um, it's, it's where people want to consume. It's how people want to consume. Um, specifically with Instagram right now, it's that short form video, 15 to 30 seconds in the form of an Instagram reel. Um, taken from TikTok, which exploded in 2020, uh, very much just borrowed exactly the same model and put it straight into, into Instagram. But we see it now on uh, Facebook, which shows reels. And we also see YouTube shorts. 
So there's just by creating that type of content for one specific platform, you're actually able to distribute it across four different platforms, which is massive, massive reach. And, and this is something that's only come about within the, the you know the, the past twelve months or so. Yeah, that's what I thought you would say, but I just wanted to, to clarify because I know I I used to do IGTV because that was all the rage, and then all of a sudden that was nothing, <laughs> and yeah, everything moved yeah. to these short videos. And I think for a lot of people that's probably easier. Now, before we go too much deeper, I, I you know we're we're setting this up as how do we really build our authority? How do mm-hmm. we position our brand? And I. I see people who are experts with really, I, I get very curious about their Instagram profiles because I'm like, oh my gosh, I think you've, you've missed the boat here. Um, well, first of all, why do we need to distinguish or, or set up our brand on Instagram? And then what could we be doing to really build our brand there? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a perfect question. And the, the first thing I would say is that there are very two different distinct types. Those that are comfortable being on camera, putting their face out there, being the face of the business, have a message to share, and, and maybe in the coach, speaker, author type of realm. Um, the second side is those that prefer to be behind the scenes. Now, that isn't any more uncommon. It's not necessarily more difficult or challenging. It just needs a slightly different approach. But either way, if people are comfortable putting their face out there or if they prefer to be behind the scenes, this is still an ideal platform to, to, to grow and, and reach an audience. Now, the idea, I guess, behind a brand, everybody has a slightly different take on what a brand is and what a brand means. I think the, the, the best example and best kind of description that I've ever heard, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. And I, I, for me, that always resonates. So the best way to position that online is, is we've got this incredible leverage all these social media tools give us massive leverage to an infinite scale almost. And so if we if we set ourselves up the right way in the sense of um, getting very, very clear on what we do, getting very, very clear on who we do it for, uh, setting out and positioning ourselves in a way that is naturally going to attract our ideal client and ideal audience, because it's very much for other people. It's, it's actually not really for us. That would be my argument is if, if you really want to get results from other people, if you want to attract other people, you've got to make it for other people rather than about us. Um, and so if we set those things up in the right way, that might come down to the color schemes. It might come down to the fonts and all these types of things, but I would see a little bit beyond that. And I'd say it's more about the, the consistency of showing up, the relationships that people build and the message that they share specifically for their audience about how they can take their audience from a, where they are now to B, where they would like to get to and the problems that they solve and how they go about solving them. And I think that's where the real connection is made. So long as people stay on message, then it's going to be very attractive for, for their audience. Yeah. And, and I mean, from my point of view, Instagram is a great place to be in front of clients, even if they're in stalker mode, right? And they, they're not clicking and engaging. They're still seeing what you do. But I just want to put the point out there, and I, I know you probably would cover this. Like, if you're thinking about, um, like, publishing a book or you want to be considered as a speaker, or you're looking to guest on more podcasts, not only are potential clients watching your Instagram page, but a podcast host is also going to your Instagram page. They're looking to see what your brand represents. They're looking to see what kind of uh, you know, are you sharing that you're on other people's podcasts, that there is momentum that you build buzz around your brand on your social platforms. So I just wanted to drop that in there because I think there's 
a lot of reasons to do what we're talking about today, even if client attraction isn't the primary one. Like there are, there are, this is an asset that you have to build. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, and what's, what's really, what I find really interesting is when clients come to us, they're not always of the mindset of, I want to start generating more leads through Instagram. That isn't always necessarily the mindset that it, it can happen. Don't get me wrong. Cause we, we work with a number of people that do that, but others come from it purely from a positioning point of view of, I want to find an easy to use platform where I could get my message out. I could build engagement. People can see me and check me out and they will see that I've got a big engaged audience, great content going out. It adds value. And all the stakeholders involved, be those clients, be those partners, be those, as you, as you mentioned, you know, uh, people that run events or uh, podcast hosts and such, anything where you want to get out there and reach more people. It's, it's in some ways, I don't want to devalue it to the point of being a tick box exercise, but it is just something that people are going to see and they're going to say, okay, yeah, this person actually does what they say they're doing. They've got the credibility. And, and it's it's just another yes in there. In, in, it's kind of another vote for that person to say, yeah, this is somebody that I, I think is suitable to work with. Yeah, great point. Um, so I, I we both know that Instagram is huge. And so if you're actively posting and you know creating your reels and your video and all that, I'm curious from your point of view, how does one person uh, make their posts a little more engaged? Because I think a lot of people would say they're feeling a serious lack of engagement right now. So what's, yeah. what's the secret to getting that kind of engagement and getting more uh, traction with what you're doing on Instagram? Yeah, sure. So there's, there's lots of different schools of thought about this uh there was a, a phase where people would go through saying you've got to write a really really long caption um to get people to read on and engage so then there was a phase where people say you've got to do carousel posts which is for anybody that's not aware it's kind of multiple pictures or videos within one single post where people swipe through um there was there's the phase of engagement groups where people work together to, to drive likes and comments and interactions such onto different posts um so there's always going to be kind of different ideas and suggestions and things that come up. In my mind, there's two elements. There's the inbound side, and then there's the outbound side of engagement. Um, from a inbound perspective, and that is the way I would describe that is when followers, people that are following you or engaging with you, see your content, how are you driving them to actually take some form, some form of action? And my suggestion is not just with Instagram, actually, but with any element of our client's business when I'm, when I'm speaking to them is that every single thing you put out should have a call to action. Every single thing, no matter whether it's, it doesn't have to be a strong call. To, it doesn't have to be buy now or book a phone call or anything like that. It doesn't have to be strong. It could be something as gentle as, you know, double tap if you like this post or, or comment a specific word below or tag a friend that you think would benefit from this. It doesn't matter how strong or how kind of uh, soft, if you like, that call to action is, but having something in so it immediately reminds people to actually do that and take action. The second thing is in terms of outbound, the main focus, and this purely comes down to how does the algorithm work and how does Instagram's brain work, which is Instagram is looking for connections between people. And so how do we show Instagram that we have a connection with people? And the easiest way to do that is as you are identifying the type of people that you want to work with, the type of ideal client and where they spend their time, it's actually leaving meaningful comments on their posts. I do a I would suggest a combination of leaving meaningful comments on their posts, engaging with their content, 
uh, viewing and engaging with their stories with the ultimate goal of then getting into a direct message conversation. Because as soon as Instagram sees multiple touch points with the same account, especially to the point of having a direct message conversation, and I can talk about a little hack for that in a moment, um, it immediately just lights up the algorithm and this says, yeah, okay, this, these are people that are interacting. So they're going to show more of your content to this particular person, which ultimately is our end goal. We don't have to try and catch everybody, but if we can catch the specific people that are gonna do business with us, that is, that is the end goal. Hmm. Okay, well, you brought up a hack. So we definitely got to lead right into that because <laughs> I think everybody's looking for, for the little advantage there. Sure. So the, the, the great thing with, uh, and again, I realize that everybody maybe uh, who's listening maybe at different levels and, uh, and such with Instagram. So to explain it in the kind of the simplest way possible, the way that I would, uh, the easiest in to somebody's direct messages is through Instagram stories. So uh, Instagram stories, for anybody that's not familiar, are um, uh, 20, uh, they, they are video or photo, which are whole screen experience. They stay around on the platform for 24 hours and then they disappear. So they're quite off the cuff. They're quite informal. And engaging with somebody's stories, when you comment there, it immediately sends a message to them, which is brilliant. It goes directly into their direct messages. Now, that doesn't solve the problem, but it gets the conversation started. Now, my suggestion is for any time that you do that, or if you've been having a conversation and it's gone cold, the easiest way to warm up a conversation like that, and this isn't just Instagram, this is email, this is Facebook, this is any type of platform, is by sending a happy Friday message. Now, it, it, again, Instagram can't tell what you're sending, right? If you say happy Friday and then you send, like I, I encourage our clients to send a little gif, like a funny gif that says looking forward to the weekend or whatever it might be. Anybody that is working in their job or in their business and has had a hard week and then they get this message to say happy Friday with a, a picture of a dog jumping into the ocean or whatever it might be, something hilarious, then they're immediately going to engage with that. And again, from Instagram's point of view, it doesn't matter what it is. It sees this reconnection. And so it's going to start showing more of that content to the right people. I, I think some, like with clients, occasionally they overthink it. They think oh, it has to be really pertinent. I've got to give something really valuable at this day. But literally, it's almost too simple. It's just say, happy Friday, send a picture. Everybody loves Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, no matter what they do. And I realize there'll be people out there that say you should enjoy your seven days, all this kind of stuff. I still like my weekends. And a lot of our clients do as well. And I think that's okay. Um, and so leading in that way, it lights up Instagram and again, it restarts the conversation in a really soft way. And chances are we've had people come back to us and do, you know, three, $5,000 sales directly on the platform because we said happy Friday, 10 days before. So I can't emphasize enough. That's such a simple way to get the process going. It really is. I just want to clarify what you're saying here. Cause this is super brilliant. You're not doing any kind of like, this is not meant to well, maybe it does lead to another conversation, but this is not like manipulative. Like, how do I, how do I get them to talk to me? This is literally just being like an engager, like connecting with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. that gets them paying attention again to what you're posting. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. If, if anybody that's had a conversation that either they'd like to start or if they've had a, quite often we've done this as well, we have a conversation where you get so far through a conversation, you know, they may be looking to book a phone call or have a conversation or, or join a training, whatever it might be. And then it goes cold. 
to then reinvigorate that conversation a few days later with a, a happy Friday message. And then people come back to you and they normally apologize. They'll say, oh, I'm really sorry that I didn't come back to you. This happened. Yeah. This. So they're literally apologizing to, to, to you. I think it's, you know, it's great. Got it. And I think that's so brilliant because, um, well, first of all, let's just say we're talking about direct messages now, the, the conversation that moves uh, off the comments and into the inbox of whatever social platform, in this case, IG. I think a lot of people are struggling with the whole direct messaging side of things right now because they're either receiving all of these really atrocious <laughs> date invitations from foreigners or right. they're getting uh, hit, hit up for, you know, like instant sales. But yeah. I know, I know you're helping your clients make real meaningful sales on Instagram. So how do you do that? And do, you know, how does the DM, uh, side of things fit in for you yeah so this is good i mean you're literally great questions because you're pulling all the best stuff out of me um <laughs> so the it all comes back to and you're absolutely right we've all had those types of messages i don't get asked on dates very often maybe i need to change my account um but we've all had those types of messages which we we just don't want for whatever whatever they may be we just don't want them like, oh is it going to be like this and so we have to do something different and we got it and the way to approach that and the way i recommend approaching social media in general is keeping in mind mind why people go there it really isn't about us it's why other people are spending their time there and it's for entertainment education to learn something new to connect with interesting people uh, and for distraction from their regular lives and so if we can entertain them to a degree and engage with them and just keep it light heart it's like dating you know, if you keep it lighthearted to the stage where people are interested enough that they want to continue the conversation, then direct messages is, is it's so powerful because it's it is a private conversation between two people. And at that stage, the way that I guide our clients and the way that we use it ourselves within the team, it's purely um, I guess I would describe it as maybe a bit of a fact-finding mission, but it's also really a case of are we it's like the, the, the kind of the, the, the fluffing at the start of are we actually the right fit for each other, right? Are we actually in a situation where the thing that you're looking for is something that we could help you with and the, 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 the service that we have and the way that we run our business is something that you are likely to A, align with and, and B, take action with. Um, and so I kind of guide our clients on a series of questions, not in a pushy way, not in a sales way, not in a, a kind of need to know. And these types of conversations might go on over a few days, but through a, a series of conversations, ultimately to ascertain, is this somebody that's interested in support? Uh, are they open to having a conversation? If they are, let's do it. They can choose the time, they book it on their terms, they go through that process themselves. And it's a discovery conversation rather than it being a hard sales outbound. And the one thing I should say, which maybe I should have said at the start is, this, I, I, at no stage do I teach cold outreach. Our process is very much about how do you build your authority? How do you be positioned as an expert and, and, and as a lead in what you do so that people are attracted to you? One of the biggest frustrations that, client, that, that people have before they start working with us is I'm tired of chasing. I'm absolutely tired. And I don't want to chase people around the internet and, and I don't blame them. And so we do the opposite, which is how do we build your credibility fast? How do we position you as an authority? So people are actually coming to you and they're engaging with you where they want to have a conversation. And not everybody's going to be the right fit, but I think if you approach it in the right way, 
everybody, and the idea here is everybody leaves with a good taste in their mouth in that whether they are going to work with you or not, they've still had a nice experience and at minimum, a nice conversation with you. I have this funny metaphor, like coming into my brain as you're talking. It's like what you're explaining is like literally being like a magnet. It's like what you're doing is like, you know, pulling people in and they're wanting more versus like, I don't know. I was like thinking of like, we, we have this bucket of, of, of like stuff that we just dump on somebody, like hoping mm. somebody, anybody, or maybe it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like we're just trying to get anybody to respond to us because we're sending out all these DM uh, messages, which to me are completely ineffective, but uh, maybe mm. you have a better metaphor than I just did. <laughs> no, I like that. I, we use the phrase, I, I mean, I use it a bit tongue in cheek, but Instagram money magnet, is a phrase that I, I use quite a lot. And and some people take that the wrong way and say, is it all about the money? No, it's not at all. But you know, it, it's a different thing for different people. But if you want to get paid for a quality service that you offer, and so many people, I've got full faith in our clients and the products that they've got, the services that they've got. They've got great stuff. And there's a lot of people out there that have got great stuff. And the, 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 the downside is that not enough people see it. And yeah. so if we can help people get paid their worth for what they do and the service that they render, I mean, that's job done. I mean, honestly, like I know some people are on there because they like to share pictures with their friends and family and that's cool. But if you're on there for business, like ultimately that's what business is, is we make money by selling something. So, you know, that's where the ROI is. We've got to know those little um, thing, those, those um, things that maybe we learned somewhere along the way, or we just watched other people do may or may not work, but figuring out what does work and being strategic about it and doing that over and over again, that's where you start to see a good ROI from, you know, investing in Instagram. Okay. While we're on the subject of some um, maybe not so elegant and effective things that people are doing, is there anything else that we should tell people to stop doing immediately if they're wanting a better ROI from their Instagram? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, how long have you got? Um, what, <laughs> Give what, me a couple. Give me a yeah, couple of your that, hot buttons. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that in the nicest way. I, um, I the, the first thing I would probably the easiest, and this is the this may be the biggest, so we might only get to one. Um, okay. The idea of of let's say Instagram Reels, for example, you know, people have heard us talk about that right at the start. They may be flicked on. I really hope that they haven't to the next episode and they're still here. But the idea of reels for many people, it's like a headache. And I don't blame them because if you look at people's reels on, on Instagram, I, I do a thing with our clients where we, we look at examples and I say, how long do you think it took to make that? Uh, and, you know, the answers are an hour, two hours, three hours. And you see the amount of time that people put in to their content in general, not just in reels, but the amount of time people put into their content in general. And then they get five likes or you know 15 views or something and it's no wonder that people don't want to do that it's, it's genuinely it's absolutely no wonder that people don't want to keep doing that because we as human beings like seeing progress and so the biggest mistake that i see people make that i would massively encourage them not to do is if you're spending hours and hours creating content and it's it's not generally i would say an income generating activity then it's probably um, not the best use of your time we've got clients who focus purely on creating eight second videos no dancing no pointing no singing no editing eight second videos and they've grown over half a million followers in two years 
So there is absolutely 100% a formula that we use. It's a formula that we teach. It's a formula that our clients have used where you can create a month's worth of content in less than 90 minutes. And just to be clear, if you're sending out these types of content, which is six, seven, six, seven, eight seconds long, and it doesn't get millions of views, that's also okay because it only took eight seconds to create rather than taking, you know, 30 minutes an hour. I'd much rather people fail with something that's short rather than failing with something that's long, because if they fail with something that's long, they weren't going to do it again. If they fail with something that's short, that's okay. So totally reduce the amount of time you're spending creating content would be the first thing. And just ignore the numbers in the sense of uh, the followers and the likes and such. Engagement doesn't pay the bills. That was Mary Smith, who I picked that up from. Engagement doesn't pay the bills. The core number in most people's business, certainly if coaches, consultants, is how many phone calls can I get booked in? And that's the real number that I want to focus on with people, even if they are using Instagram. Yeah, I like that. That's such a great reframe. And I think we get so hung up on how many followers do I have? How many people are engaging on my stuff? I have found that sometimes people are just looking and one day you say the right thing at the right time and they're booking or they're reaching out and they've never liked or commented on one post. So (laughs) engagement is not necessarily an indicator, although I think it kind of gives our ego a little boost. And and while I'm on this subject, I want to move to some other things, but I just want to pick this last piece up. We were talking about building influence and authority on Instagram. Is it important to have a huge number of followers or is that just vanity metrics at this point? I like like the idea of building a big audience. Um, Yeah we as human beings we are sheep like we're sheeple right we follow the crowd we follow the herd and so it's so much easier i i encourage our clients to comment on their own posts and like their own posts because nobody wants to be the first and so at least if somebody else has commented and liked then other people are likely to do it if somebody comes across an account with with 5000 followers versus 5 followers it's so much easier for them to go and follow that account with 5000 rather than the account that's only got 5 um, and so vanity metrics to some degree, but a large, engaged, authentic audience when used the right way can create a huge amount of traffic in, in, in people's businesses. You can make money with a small audience, absolutely. Um, but if you can have a bigger audience that's also engaged, I would always recommend going with that. And it's great, as you say, for having that authority. So if you are going to podcasts or uh, if you're launching a book or a course or whatever it might be, then again, it just ticks the box in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Well said. Thank you for sharing that. I know I've been pushing you for lots of great information. I really appreciate you sharing so much because I think Instagram is a big mystery for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people they're, they're stuck on like, well, what do I post? What, what is the best way for me to share my content so it's meaningful? I'm just curious, Jake, do you have a resource that would be good to share with our listeners today that might help them with crafting the best posts to showcase their business? Yeah, sure. So we, it, it start, you're, well, you, you've hit the nail on the head in that it starts with the post. And um, we can set our profiles up in any particular way and such, but ultimately it's what we get out to our audience and doing it the right way. And um, we have something uh, which has been put together. We've, we've probably posted about 40, 45,000 times on Instagram now. And there is a very specific formula. It's nine points. Uh, we call it the Instagram perfect post. And it's nine specific things. Sounds like a lot, but it's actually very easy to do. And once you've got a formula or a template to use, then it just becomes very, very easy to replicate again and again and again. It will save hours of time. 
So uh, anybody that would like to get hold of the perfect Instagram post, we would love to share it. Um, if they go to jakeadamdavy.com forward slash perfect, I guess we'll probably put that in the show notes. But yeah, jakeadamdavy.com forward slash perfect, and they can download completely for free a copy of our uh, perfect Instagram post template. Mm, thank you for sharing that. Uh, again, systems work. It's about making it you, but follow what works and you don't have to like spend so much time trying to, you know, figure it out. So thank you very much. jakeadamdavy.com forward slash perfect. We will link that up in the show notes for you as well. Um, this is my moment in the show where I like to turn the tables a little bit and you shared so much great wisdom and strategy, but I want our audience to get to know you a little bit better as a business owner because I think that we have a lot to learn from people who've built success and are maybe doing things a little bit differently than, than you are right now as a listener. So uh, what is the boldest thing you ever had to do to amplify the success of your business? Um, what is the boldest thing I had to do? Wow. Um, you know, the bold thing is that thing that you had to really muster up that courage and take a leap of yeah. faith. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would, if, if I'm totally honest, I would say the bold thing was actually starting the business in the first place. Um, that still is the thing that's had the biggest change on the direction of my life, full stop, hands down. Um, and the reason I say that is I was a teacher for eight years. Both of my parents are teachers. Five out of my six aunties and uncles were teachers. It was like destiny that I was just going to be a teacher and retire at 65 or probably 85 now and teach for the rest of my life. And so when I uh, was on a summer holiday, on a vacation, I was traveling the world and I literally bumped into somebody on a beach uh, in Fiji. And this guy was being paid to travel the world. He was being paid to speak. He was being paid to stand on stage and show people how to make money with Twitter. I just said, I, you've got to teach me this. I just had to be humble enough to say, I don't know. Like, I thought I, I was like, I, I, you know, kind of cocky 30 year old. I was like, oh yeah, I know everything. And I just looked at this guy, I was like, you're doing everything that I want to do. And you clearly know things that I don't, I don't know. I just have to be humble and say, how do I get support? And so actually getting a coach, the first, first time, like paying for education outside of the education system when I was a teacher was just like, what, why would I even do that? What are you talking about? Um, but that was the boldest thing I did because actually I've met that I needed support and then getting support totally transformed the whole direction and trajectory of my results. So mm -hmm naturally that would be the recommendation for anybody that, that really wants to transform their results as well. Yeah. It's interesting how many of my guests share that investing in coaching was sometimes the boldest or sometimes the next question, something they wish they would have done sooner. So thank you for sharing that. And I just have to say, like, I think it's interesting that you landed in a form of teaching, but broke the paradigm of the way you teach. Yeah. So yeah. well done you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So last question, what is, so where you're at today, looking back in time from the moment you started your business to today, is there one thing you wish you would have done sooner? Cause it's had a great impact on your trajectory. Yeah. Um, aside from getting a coach and aside from getting support, it would be doing the thing that I put off the most and doing the thing that most people put off which is the thing that actually brings in the money and it's having sales conversations. Um, 
Now, everybody, I realize everybody's business will be different. Some people will sell one-to-one. Some people will sell on the phone. Some people will sell in person. Some people will sell uh, over Zoom. Some people will sell from webinars. Some people might just have a, have a, a course or whatever it might be at a, at a great well-written sales page. But I was very, very much hiding for a long time. COVID was a great thing for, I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong, right? COVID has the good sides, the bad sides. At the time, we only see the bad sides. Retrospectively, we see the good sides, and there's actually a total balance between the two. Uh, for me personally, it forced me to actually to look at, hang on, all my income streams have just stopped. So I had to get on the phone, and I had to speak to people on a consistent basis and be on the front end and, and actually not even have a product at the time, but just listen to people about what they wanted. And when they told me what they wanted, then I would say back to them, it's great because actually we just launched something that shows you exactly how to do X, Y, Z. So they were telling me what I wanted. I told them what they could do. And the course that we had did that, but it also had all these other things in as well. So actually they got a whole lot more than they were kind of bargaining for. Um, but only by having those sales conversations, and I had 275 calls in two years, um, that I did more than that, 375 calls in two years only by actually being at the front end and facing those those moments of rejection as well as like just absolute elation is the only time when like the real learning happens and so i i, I mentioned that before but i say it again i really drive home to my clients if you're not doing income generating tasks and if you're not directly you can sit behind a, a nice written sales page but if you're not sending any traffic there it doesn't matter Right, and get out there and start talking to people and actually start engaging with people and having a conversation. Because if your product sucks, then it sucks. But if your product's great, they will tell you and they will also tell you what they want. So you can use all those things and go and start making money. So the, the biggest regret that I have is that right from day one, I didn't put myself in the firing line of having conversations with people that were actually going to pay me money and I could solve their problems for them. That is brilliant. And and I'll I'll own, like I resisted those sales conversations for like three years in my business. <laughs> and it was really, it, yeah, it's like, it, and then it was recognizing like, this is a mastery skill that I'm going to have to take on and own, changed everything, changed yeah. everything. Yeah. When people yeah. tell me now you're such a good salesperson, I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, what a compliment. <laughs> like I hated sales. <laughs> well, that's and that's such a, it's a great, um, it's a great, uh, uh, share. So thank you for bringing that. Uh, this has been awesome. I, I am so excited to share these Instagram uh, tips and strategies with our community here. And again, as you're listening in today, if Instagram is an area that you have been either ignoring or you're, you're feeling conflicted or you're looking for a way to really stand out and gain an advantage and, and kind of you know pop in Instagram land, I highly recommend that you jump on this great resource from Jake at jakeadamdavy.com for us. perfect. Go figure out what the perfect post is for you and your business and let us know, like come into the Amplify Your Authority Facebook community with us and tell us like what you're putting into action. Tell, make sure you comment and tell Jake what, what's working. And uh, if you love this episode as much as I'm loving it, share Jake with your friends. Thank you, Jake, for being here today. Thank you so much for the invitation. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, thank you for your time. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. 
Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going. And I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 